This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Absolutely, we'll see who's here. We're going to come to Rich and then we're going to come to Charlie. There you go, because he's here and he's here in good time and we will come to him. But let's go to Rich first. We do these things in order and we can get all to that. Rich, sir, what are we today? Are we glass half empty, glass half full, or was that simply the, the basically the most vicious level of cardio workout everybody has had if you're a Watford fan? It's a very latter, Pete. I know you've got, you've got some new kit there and I think you need to be getting the music out for the old Benny Hill theme because I don't... Oh, I can't, we like I, this. I can't believe what I've just watched and I'm not... <laughs> and no, I'm not happy. It was I, chaos. You know, it, total and utter chaos and I feel... The two sets of things today, again, the away supporters and the forwards in our team must be thinking to themselves, what the effing hell is going on? It was. We can't say we've not been warned. It's been game after game. We've been watching our back line play this ridiculous passing across our own box and then passing backwards. And now, now we're doing the no-look-back pass, which is takes some doing, I must admit, from Hoyt. I, I can't believe what I've seen. We literally have given the game away. I'm only surprised we didn't let them have the fourth one. Honestly, to God, a nice five, ten minutes at the beginning, we got ourselves into the game, and then the game levelled off, and then a disgraceful penalty. And I must admit, I don't know how these things work in football these days, and it's not going to change anything. But if Watford aren't asking for a full explanation on that penalty decision, then something's wrong. That was scandalous. It's the first time I've actually felt like I thought the referee was actually cheating. He didn't give Watford anything all game, I will say that. I thought he was a real homer, and it's a disgraceful decision. Nice save for Batman. It was a nice height for him. Nice save. Fair play. As for the free kick... Mm. He's dived over it. It's 30-odd, 35-odd yards outside the box, and he's literally dived over it. It's pathetic. I'm sorry, but that ain't. It, it's not good enough. You're a goalkeeper. You were meant to be a goalkeeper to save things. It's not good enough. But okay, I'm not going to blame him for everything. 
but what Hoyt did in that in the game that was literally coasting to a victory for us is unforgivable. Ryan Porteous should be stopped from going Scot- to his Scottish camp this week and, and sent to the training ground to learn. All he did, I'm told he's this hard man Scottish centre-half. All I saw him do at least four times today was go down old in his face. Right. He's literally given up. We used to call Cabaselli a coward when he dived down and let person run past him. That's exactly what happened for their third goal today. He's literally let the bloke pass him and then Hoyt couldn't get there, put the balls pulled back 3-3. I just see her out giving away stupid bookings that gave away the booking for the free kick to score. So they're all the negatives. The positives, Martins, mad, magnificent mm. performance. How the hell was he hooked? Why was he substituted? Can someone explain that to me? They were terrified of him and he I, was taken I off. He, I think he did it to change the shape and bring on bring mm. on Bio and play him up front. I did think I did wonder whether or not he was going to stick him out on the wing because for Bio for all of the short falls in his game, he can run away from people. He can get the ball down mm. and he looks better with the ball in front of him often than he does with his back to goal. But to actually change the shape, I thought, fair play. The problem was that once we changed that, <laughs> the problem was in midfield. We had no yeah. holding midfielders. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you've taken your best player off the pitch who was fighting. Yeah. Fight. They were fighting to death. They had four or five players round him when he was running down that wing in that second half. At the time, I just couldn't believe my eyes. I thought, what on earth are you doing? He was occupying so many men, which stopped them attacking. The minute he goes off, they start attacking again. It's, I just, I'm sorry, I really want Ishmael to be a success. I thought he got it wrong today, and I just thought, and if he's going to keep persevering with the way we're playing at the back, with players that can't do it, they're not good enough to do it. They are not Premier League top players that can do it like Manchester City do it. It's ludicrous and it's embarrassing. And it's embarrassing for all those fans that have travelled today, literally seeing their team throw the game away. I don't care if we're beaten by a good team. Good luck to them. That wasn't a good team today. And I don't care what anyone says. They're still thinking about Coventry last season who got to the playoffs in a what was, most people said, the poorest championship there has been for years. So what if they got to the playoff final? This is a different season. They were a weaker team than they were last season, and we should be. It should have held on. You can't go three, lead three times and throw it away with that. And it's unforgivable, unprofessional, and I thought it was poor. And I really enjoyed the last few games watching Watford. And I said, I think I said to you after the Plymouth game, we'll win games and play worse than we did against people like Plymouth. But today we should be winning that game three or four nil. We shouldn't be conceding. The goals we've conceded, you'll have nightmares about. How do, how do you look at um, Rakovic today? He's, he's put two in the net. Everyone's going to be talking about the defence, though. He had a good game up front there. He was a bit quiet for the first half hour. Once he got his goal, particularly when he got his second goal, he really looked like he comes alive and looked, thank you very much, I know what I'm doing here. Credit to Bayo. Yes, he came on and created that third goal for him as well. But I don't think we've got a midfield. Loser had a solid game. But we don't. We look right the way down the middle of the pitch. We look weak. We look. Are we going to? I'm going to tell you. And when we really play the good teams in this league, and there are some big teams in this league with some firepower, God help us if that is the way that Ishmael wants to set up playing across the ball and passing back to Batman, who looks terrified every time he's near the ball at his feet. I'm sadly very much glass half empty today. I'm really angry with what I watched. I didn't enjoy that at all. It's 3-3. You'd like to think you can enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. What at all? I don't enjoy watching Sunday League rubbish like I watched today at the back. I enjoyed watching the forwards, but the defence was shambolic. And I don't want to hear the platitudes coming out tonight. There's supporters that are there. Now, if you've gone to the game today and you're there and you've enjoyed it, okay, fair play to you. 
But if you're seeing your team throwing the game away three times when you haven't seen an away victory since January, then it's not good enough. And no, I'm angry tonight, as you can probably tell. And I like it. It's it's finished off a pretty crap week, I think, for the football club. And I fear for us going going forward because we're one or two injuries away from disaster as it is. And what we've got, it just ain't good enough, particularly at the back. I can't believe we've ended that transfer window without bringing in another centre-back or some form of defensive midfielder. And we've left with that. And we were gaping holes today. And that wasn't a great Coventry team. I don't care what anyone says. That ain't a great Coventry team. And No, if you look at that that Coventry team in comparison to last year, obviously they've lost, as we yep. know, Jokeres. They've lost Hamer. They do yep. still have those sheaves. They had... Uh, for. for who for me was man of the match, although you could say Hadji Wright causes no end of problems. Yeah. He's what less than 10 million will buy you. But of course, 10 million yeah. was many years ago in our transfer yeah. in, in our transfer dealings, but he yeah. caused no end of problems. But it was Casey Palmer for them. And he was described by Dave on our preview show as the one creative player. Yeah, and, it, and you could see that. Yeah, and and I appreciate we have got a way of playing, but within that, you could, we, we, I don't know if you'll remember, obviously we've got Chak Fadadze, yeah. Once upon a time under Graham Taylor, we came up against a Man City that was everything ran through Georgie King Cladsey. Yeah, King Cladsey. We, we yeah. went up there and he basically put Stevie Palmer on him <laughs> like a seek and destroy missile. Yeah. And on occasions you have to go, that player is causing us no end of problems. We'll go 10v10 and you just nullify him. And, yep. and no, at uh, no point did we. Can we do that with the shape? I'm not honestly sure. It's just throwing out there. There might no. be something that, that we can do. I was pleased that he, he changed the shape. He went to two up front because he went to try to win the game. The question, yep. the problem is, he's then played all of his cards from a substitution point of view, and we've got no holding mids in the middle. They're flowing through all the time. Yeah, and then you have, as, as you say, when the ball's going over that side, Porteous. Stand up. All you need to do is hold him up. And I, I, appreciate, I appreciate a fingernail may have touched his epidermis mm. at some point, right? But all you need to do is stand up because Hoot is recovering, but Hoot recovers mm. at the pace that Hoot does. Yep. And, and just stand it up and there's no danger at that point. It only becomes a danger when he goes, Hoot isn't there. So you've effectively taken your two main central defenders out of the game. And then the ball comes across and then it's scored. Hey, that that's one end. We, we'll look at the other, but absolutely. Mm. We, we shall see and we should think about it. Another question, just about this. At the moment, we play, obviously, we play the four. The two fullbacks push on. We have the holding midfielder, who was Sierra back today from injury. So that's hopefully a good thing. He was taken off a little bit earlier. Hopefully, that's a precautionary measure and there's nothing there. We then play with the two eights, which are... Tom Daly Bashiru on the left, who is right-footed, and we play loser principally on the right. Yep. In the first 10 or 15 minutes, the number of times we stopped going forward, there were lots of up, back, and opportunities to go through where we didn't play the ball through because loser was shuffling around, doing his pirouette, trying to get it on his right foot, doing a passable impression of KMB, you know what he's like when he has yep. to go 270 degrees just to turn right. It, it's, I'm wondering whether or not if you change those, just reverse them, you then got inverted wingers outside. You've then got actual kind of conventional number eights who can dart on the out. They can make a little run on the outside. If the ball comes back, they can whip the ball across first time. The amount of times the ball comes back to those two and it's take a touch, put it onto my my, my correct foot, and then every single ball they play is in swinging to the goalkeeper. Yeah. There's never any outward ball. 
which no. seems and you've now got a target man in the box that can actually attack the ball and go for it, which we haven't really seen enough of. And we've got in, inverted fullbacks and invo- inverted midfielders, and it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And I, it, the times they went through the middle today was breathtaking. That was last ditch tackles, particularly in the first half. They, they shut it down a little bit better in the second half. But I, I, you just can't defend like that in the championship. You really can't defend it. It was schoolboy stuff. I mean, it was. I was embarrassed watching it. It was just ludicrous. The goals we've given away today, honestly. What, we, we couldn't score a goal for Toffee for the last few games. We guys score three goals away from home, and we still can't come away with three points. That's a hammer blow. And we, they got a lot of thinking to do over the next couple of weeks before they play again. And very, very, I'm, I'm fed up with it today, and I didn't enjoy it whatsoever. And if people did, then great. I'm sure the neutrals enjoyed it, but I watched it on a very good stream, listened to commentary, and they couldn't believe what was going on in front of them. They couldn't believe what they were watching. Any more than anybody else could. I think they thought they were going to win it at the end and they probably would have done with another 10 minutes. Sky Blue Hub listening and we'll bring him in a minute. I have to say, whilst he's not here, I I quite often like listening to the feed from the opposition because normally it is gloriously biased (laughs) and it's genuinely, it's a joy. And in fairness, they were going, that didn't look like a penalty. That was odd. They were going. What on earth are we doing? Why are we kill? Why Watford kind of insistent that Chelsea have? Uh, sorry, Coventry have another yeah. a few chances. But there we go. There we go. Oh, no. oh, all right, no. mate. Okay, yeah. it is what it is. It's three all. Yeah. It's utter chaos. It was a good one for the for the neutrals. We mm-hmm. we will see where this takes us. But we do have a man who suddenly has two goals to his name. Hopefully that will boost him up with his confidence. Um, yeah. A lot of things to learn about being in in the championship. Uh, I thought Hadji Wright gave them a real option to come out of the, with the ball a lot. I quite like Godden for some reason, and the fact that he missed the penalty or had the penalty save was nice for me, but then, of course, he went and scored yeah. the equaliser. God damn yeah. him. But there mm. we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, All right. okay. All Good right, night, mate. Guys. Okay, we're the international break, and I'm sure we will catch you on the way back round. We will. There we so go. Much. Let us go to... Oh, no, I've got you in already. Charlie, if you hit your mute button, you know the drill. I know you know the drill for certain. Uh, Charlie, you with Good us? Off. Good afternoon, mate. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's make one thing absolutely abundantly clear to you before we start here, and then it's all done. You came on the other day, and I guarantee you, I promise you, because I don't even ever do it, I would never remove somebody from queuing or from from waiting. Twitter is, as since we've gone to Elon, it's notoriously poor. People drop in and drop out all the time. If that happens again, just drop back in. Once I see you there, I'll bring you on in order. All right, mate? Yeah, okay. What what did you want to say, mate? Just to give my right to reply on that one i requested three or four times and it was cleared or went three or four times and i must say peter i was a little bit unhappy with the way you there brushed over my comment where i said look i've tried to get in three times not a lot can't get on the impression i got and i think the impression a lot of people would have got from your response was i expect to jump the queue and just to Put my point on it. I would never expect to join, jump the queue. I don't think I'm anything special, and I'm happy to wait. So let's draw a line under that. Fair enough. The wonders of modern technology. Maybe there was a gremlin in the system. Charlie, I can assure you, I have never moved anybody off. I didn't even know that. I don't. I still don't even know if it's a possibility to do so when somebody no, is regretting and waiting. So I that's assure fine. you, that's not the case. I can tell you now because we go to some people often, and they're not there. But enough of that. Pax Romano okay. and all of that. What did you think of today? What are your thoughts? 
yeah, well, thank, thanks. I'm glad we've cleared the air. It felt, Rich said a lot of what I wanted to say, but it, it did feel like a, a Sunday league game at times from both teams. But we've got to worry about Watford. And the defence today might as well not have been there at, at times. They were, they looked like a bunch of clowns. I think Porteous and Hoot are on completely different pages. They don't seem to communicate well. Bankman, okay, silly goal. But to be fair to Batman, and I'm the first one to criticise him normally, who played that pass back blind. You yeah. cannot do that. That's one thing that my boy plays Sunday league football, a fairly good standard. And he's a defensive player. And the defensive t- players are drilled, like you would expect a professional team. And one thing that his defensive coach always says is make sure you know where the goalkeeper is and that the back pass is on. And who just did not do that. And at the end of the day, if you've got nothing up there, if you've got no short ball on, which I know we like to play out from the back at the moment, then just hoof it down the bleeding touchline and hope it goes out or put pressure on one of their defenders to knock it out for a throw-in further up the park. It's basic football. Batman made a great save for the penalty. Fair play. Good strong hand to that. He does look very nervous with the ball at his feet still. He came out for a corner late in the second half, which mm. could have cost us. The only positives really for me was the new lad getting two goals. I like the look of him. The first goal was a bit of a poacher's goal, which is fine by me. That's what I would like in a forward, being yeah. in the right place, right time, knock it in. I think Ince did all right to set him up. I think we looked better with Ince on the pitch than when he came off. I think Coventry were quite worried about him, to be fair, because he, he did at times look fairly good with the ball. But... Definitely two points dropped today. Coventry are probably at the same level we're at, at the moment. They had their flurry last year, but they, they don't look the same they were last year. And if we play like that at the back against some of the stronger teams in the in the championship, we all know it, we're gonna get we're gonna get spanked. Um it, it's frustrating. I feel sorry for the people that went up to Coventry, but at least we got a point. That's one way of looking at it. But overall not very confident going forward because, as Rich said, and I've said, and I know a lot of people have said it, we're one or two long-term injuries away from mm-hmm. being completely and utterly in the shit. And I spoke to Andrew French last night, who confirmed to me and through the paper that we had the opportunity to sign two or three players that um, Ishmael thought weren't right for the team. Now, my argument is, okay, they might not be right, but at least get some more players in that can offer, not even like for like, but it, just a bit of cover. Maybe, maybe, dare we say, it's something different because he doesn't seem to have a plan B. I know he changed the shape and he brings the, these players on, but Martins should have played the whole match for me. He always looks dangerous going forward. He reminds me in a strange way of Forestieri where he's not afraid to run and he's not afraid to have the shot. And he does score some great goals. And I remember Forestieri, whenever we played Sheffield Wednesday, he always seemed to play well against them. And I remember the away game, I forget what, what season <laughs> All we need is a season where all we play is Sheffield Wednesday. And that would be, well, good, yeah, that, that'd be a good one, <laughs> wouldn't it? That would be it? very but, good. But players like Martins and Forestieri, and when we had Delafo, they worry teams. And almost sometimes mm-hmm. up, you'll get teams doubling up, which then um, opens the game up. But... For him to take him off today, I thought, oh, no, not again, because it's so predictable. He takes him off every week. 
Keep the opposition guessing. Keep players on that are worrying the opposition. Keep them on. Let him have 90 minutes. Let him score. Go and try and score a winner. I think, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to think if I'm Valerian Ishmael here, is I think he was almost, not undone, that's the wrong word, but in a way, because he bought a Spreer on, he couldn't shift him across to the other wing, how he could have kept him on in a 3-5-2, because the natural place to keep him on would be almost playing him in the hole, wouldn't it be, to get up and support and get bodies into the box and see about knockdowns, which would be interesting. You, It's interesting you picked up on Dan Backman, because I... The moment that corner came in right at the end, and we let's face it, we're all Watford fans, we know a thing or two about grabbing defeat from the jaws of victory. And when he came and he failed to take that corner, it was the first thing in the air, to my mind, in terms of those crosses, that he hadn't that he failed to take. Because I think, I know this, this all sounds counterintuitive, and tell me if I'm wrong here. When he's coming out and he's worrying about the stuff with his feet, I thought in the first half, he didn't do bad, other than I think he could have done better at the free kick. I thought, actually, he snuffed out a lot of stuff because Hadji Wright was running through all the time and he'd snuffed out a few things. But then, of course, the goal goes in and you saw how suddenly his fragile, the fragility of the confidence of having to play that way, a mistake will happen. And suddenly he can't catch the ball in the air, which he'd been doing all game. It's a yeah. real, it's such a confidence position. Do you, do you think that's a reasonable assumption or do you think there's just something else around it or we just shouldn't have Backman playing silly buggers? I think I think he was panicking towards the end, but I think we, the whole team were. Being a goalkeeper, you've got to be so cool, calm and collected and you've got to judge when the ball's coming in. You've got to judge the flight of the ball, the position of players around you. And it is a split-second decision. Do I come for it or do I leave it? And I think towards the end, he was flapping a bit. And I was so worried towards the end that he was going to make another cock up. Now, 50% of that goal, the own goal was his fault. But you've got to, you can't, we can't just keep picking on him. Who, as I said, made the blind back pass, fundamental error. You should not be doing that. But yeah, absolutely. The other thing I was going to say is mm-hmm. this is the we've got to bear in mind he's also our captain. And if a captain can't remain cool under pressure or if he makes a cock up, dust himself down and get on with it. This is why I don't like captains as goalkeepers, because if you make a mistake as a goalkeeper, it's normally unforgivable. Nine times out of ten, the ball's going to go in the it's, net. It's costly, absolutely. Absolutely. And this isn't anything against Batman as such, but I've never liked personally goalkeepers being captains because they can't run around the pitch as much and rally players and have a whisper in someone's ear and he's almost got a shout from the 18-yard box if he wants to motivate the striker. And oh, oh, I have to disagree with that. Half the time at the moment, he's giving me palpitations near the centre circle. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I couldn't agree with you yeah. more. It's, yeah, it's, so it's a difficult area to distribute communication from. How's he going to tell the two forwards to go and work closer together or to bring people in? No, I agree with, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. I've got to ask a question because obviously, yeah, you had, you had Andrew on and obviously you were doing the hosting yesterday. So nobody got to ask you the question. And I think I should well, ask you the question. Obviously, tra- transfer window shut yesterday. If you were... Head of recruitment, can you imagine such a thing, right? You're, you're able to make that one recruitment yesterday, make it a reasonable one. Who would you have bought in or for what position and for why? I'm not much of a footballing scout, so I don't really think I can give you a name, but I think if I had to pick one position, and only it's so difficult with one, but I'll go with it, I would probably go for a CDM, an experienced CDM from the championship who's been around a tough kind of gritty player that although he isn't going to be captain, will be that voice out on the pitch that will be there to 
I have a word with the youngsters. Tell Batman to piss off back to his 18 yard line, that sort of thing. <laughs> so, you have yeah, tell Batman yeah. to piss off. I like that. That's good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if I had to, if you forced me to pick one, I would say a CDM. Good stuff. I thought Bankman wasn't to blame for that hoot goal, as you say. Absolutely. It was a blind pass. And we know that Bankman is being asked to play out of his comfort zone and out of his area. So the blind pass in that instance just put us under so much pressure so much pressure but we also did that in and around the midfield and at the back and exactly what you said about Porteous I thought he had his shaky game and I thought until Hoot scored for them I thought he was having one of the better ones but there we go there we go all right Charlie just, thank you. Quickly, just quickly uh, Pete then I will go just well, with that one. the only reason I blame him for half of it is because maybe I'm being no old. I like the use of fractions go on he's half at four he, I like this he didn't anticipate the fact that the player had nothing on had players starting to close him down and he could have moved over a bit and anticipated the pass more but maybe I'm just being overcritical I don't know Charlie I get the feeling you may be probably not as old as me but you've got a you've got a, a youngster who's playing football so you're of a certain age can you complete the following phrase or saying nobody scores from row very true exactly nobody scores <laughs> from row Z you're there Rose you're in Ed. trouble you're three two up Put the fucker out, and then we regroup behind. I appreciate that we're playing these days on wonderful pitches, etc. But sometimes, just sometimes, the basics do well. Cheers, Charlie. Thanks Thank so you, much. sir. Good to talk. And Cheers. we look Thank forward you. to catching you again, mate. Okay. All, Cheers. All, all glad that's dealt with. Hold on. Hi, this is Jay Demerit, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Sky, Sky Blue Hub, I'm adding you back in because you've fallen out there. Oh, yeah, hit your mic button. We're going to hear from the cov. Going to hear from the covmeister. <laughs> hey, uh, hey uh, that was a bit crazy, wasn't it? Chaos. That, that top last season's uh, self-implosion by Watford. I didn't think you'd managed to do what do it again, but yeah, you batted last season, and uh, then we tried to do it for the third goal where we decided to play a back pass that was never on, and I'm like, don't pass it back there, and we did, and then let your nine who probably had a good game and won't score an easy goal all season. So, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, was organised chaos, we, basically. We were Keystone Cops with the ball. It was interesting at the, set, at the, at the half-time because we both had around 80% passing success rate, but in the final third, we were absolutely doing you for fun. But our passing away from the final third was appalling and therefore gave you the ball. And you were, I was really impressed with Casey Palmer today. I thought, as a player who's stepping up, as you've lost a couple of senior players in there, I thought he did a good job. Sheaf is always all right, and I thought looked looked a handful. What what did, what did what do you think of you guys against us? 
Aside of us imploding for no reason. I thought Wright had his best game for us. He was really good. Milan, Van Elwig, he scored the free kick, which we've never seen him take a free kick before. And everyone around me is looking going, why is he taking this free kick? And yeah, Backman, Backman should do better. He's way too far over on the left-hand side, and that's why he doesn't get it. But yeah. it's a good it's a good hit for a full-back to put it in from there. I thought he had his best game for us. And yeah, as usual, Sheaf. I think the penalty, first penalty was never a penalty. I think the one that Sheaf got, uh, sorry, Eccles got booked for is a definite penalty. He gets clipped. I don't know how the ref thinks he dives. The first one's never a handball. If it's a handball, then the one that was for your favourite team from Kenilworth Road last night. Like, <laughs> well, sorry. Yeah. It's never a penalty. I thought he made some really strange decisions throughout the game, the ref. And yeah, the pass for the goal, well, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what Batman's doing. I don't know why he slides for it. I just think maybe if he just tries to get anything and stop it, even pick it up and you get booked. You know what I mean? I don't get it. Don't even try and stop it. It seemed really strange to slide for it. And yeah, I think 3-3 free, free probably was a fair result. I think your subs didn't help you. And I think our subs didn't really help us either, really. I think Milan going off and... Losing De Silva as well limited the wing back output. Yeah, it was a good game of football. I think you're we're better than probably you gave us credit, and I think you're better than a lot of cop fans will probably give credit to. I think a lot of cop fans probably underestimated you, and I think you've got some good players. But yeah, your style of play, playing passing football across the back four is like a heart attack waiting to happen. I think. Oh, it is. I basically. trust me. I, I've had a better workout. And I haven't gone near a gym in about twenty years, and I feel pumped. The aortas have never worked so hard as 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 when we have the ball at the back. It's just heart stopping completely. Never mind. You've seen some teams obviously in the in the championship so far. Where do you think we compare in terms of attacking percentage, and where do we stand in terms of defensive after today? Look away, people. This could be grim. <laughs> probably the worst defensive, Ooh. but I would argue you're probably the best attacking side. I think Middlesbrough weren't that great. I think you've got better attackers than Middlesbrough. I think probably arguably better than Sunderland, but Sunderland obviously were a bit of a work in progress. Yeah. I think it's comparable with Leicester. I think Leicester didn't really carve as open as much as you did. And Swansea... Swansea didn't create as many chances. I think your chance conversion ratio was quite good, really. There I you think you only had about three or four shots on target. And, yeah, you took them all. And, yeah, I had flashbacks to Pedro's goal against us when uh, <laughs> Martins was running through. And I'm thinking, don't let him cut inside. Don't let him cut inside. Because I've seen what he did on Sky. And I'm thinking, you're going to let him cut inside. And he did it. And we've conceded three or four goals like that in the last year. Well, where the strikers ran miles. And he just stuck it in the top corner. I'm like, bugger. But yeah. In fairness, yeah, he, he was doing that last week against Blackburn. He did it about he did about 30 times. He finally got one right there, which was lovely. And you paid basically Blackburn's bill. So they owe you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But no, I think you guys are good. And and I think you're competitive. And yeah, you just you need a bit of tweaking. And I think we need a bit of tweaking. I think we're, we're work in progress. And you guys are. But yeah, I don't think you're as bad as certain people, cough fans, were making out today. And. I think I'll probably underestimated you. I think you you were better in spells than last season, but yeah, defensively you just looked shambles, which I can't figure. Sunday league, yeah, yeah, no. Dog and duck defending. Dog and duck eleven. Dog and duck eleven. Oh, defending. that's good. Let's write that down. Who was that? 
Dog and Duck 11. Dog and Duck. I like Dog and Duck 11. Because we are, otherwise we've got Sunday League and we've got Shambles and now we have Dog and Duck 11. That'll do us. That'll do us. Guys, look, lovely. Thank you very much for, for calling in. That'll do. <laughs> All right. Guys. Well, okay, guys. Thank you very much. There goes Sky Blues Hub like that. Dog and Duck 11 defending. Justin, I, th- I think one thing we have to say, and then we're going to come to Katie, then we're going to go to Jack was here, and then we're going to be going to John, Wendover, Jason, everybody. We will be coming to you. But before we do that, yeah. uh, we do have to tell everybody about the, uh, the last away game was, was at Stoke. And if you heard the preview show, you will have heard the words Trentham Monkey Gardens. Or monkey, yes. the monkey forest, wasn't it? The monkey forest. I keep forgetting it. And and, yeah. and we've got some news for everybody about that, haven't we? We have got some news. Yes. So basically, I had a, had a little chat with Trenton Monkey Forest and said, "Oh, we've mentioned you on our podcast a few times, just so you know." Thing. And they said, "If you get, if someone gets the score right, then we'll give you some tickets for Trenton Monkey Forest." And Mr. Parslow, with his one nil prediction, with his backgammon, put it right. So I did. That, yes, but he's backgammon. So I then mentioned that, uh, or I sent that to them, and they said, oh, there's a pair of tickets that you're welcome to give away to prize winners. We have a pair of tickets for Trent and Monkey Forest in Stoke. It's not down the road, it is in Stoke, <laughs> which we haven't really decided what to do with those yet, but I'm sure we'll come up with something. We'll come up with you'll, something. You'll have an idea, Peter. We'll, yeah, look out over the, on the socials over, over the, uh, the international break when you're sitting there going, why isn't domestic football being played? Oh, look, there's something about going to Stoke and a trend to Monkey Forest. It's near Alton Towers, for example. So you could make a weekend out of it. But we're going to make some things about and do stuff like that. And we're also, we missed it for Coventry. We're going to try and find interesting tourist attractions or silly stuff, mention them in there, and then Justin is going to go and badger them and see if we can get free tickets for stuff and give it away. I think that's a great plan. If there's one thing that Do Not Scratch Your Eyes will provide relentlessly, it's fucking about at a very meagre level, and I think that's what we try to do. Speaking of which, let's go to Katie. Katie, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, what a game. I'm literally still on edge from it. It was really... I'm going to come with a bit of a positive light. Good, that's fine. I, I honestly thought we played well, and I thought we looked better than Coventry. I think Coventry were really helped by their fans. It was really loud. Like, they were really getting behind them. It was really loud. I think, overall, I think we look just better. Like, more structure. and We look like everyone knows what they're doing. And I just think it's the individual mistakes that are costing us these games. Obviously, yeah, the own goal, that's unforgivable. You, you, you just don't do that. Everyone knows you would never do that. And, and I don't know why he put so much power behind it as well. It was literally like he was trying to score a goal. I don't think Backman's really to blame. I think maybe he could have been a bit more switched on and dived for it. I, d- I don't know. It's harsh to blame him. I think Backman had he had such a mixed game because he, he saved Penn. Great. But then he should have done better for the free kick, I think. And then also he was really losing his nerve at the end. What Charlie was really saying about him being the captain and everything mm-hmm. was so spot on because I think you could see the players were getting really frustrated at him because he's just in his, he's in his own world. He actually, sometimes I think, what are you doing? And you could see they were getting frustrated and he was getting frustrated. And he's just, he's so on edge. He can't keep cool. And I just think, I literally thought at the end, I was like, there's another mistake in this and it's probably going to come from him and we're going to lose. But, I think overall, I was happy to see our score goals again. And going forward, I thought we were a lot better. I think Martin's played really well. He is 
he's turning out to be a real gem for us. He, he like everyone was saying, he makes the, the opposition team, he makes them worried. They were scared of him. They didn't want to do anything bad. I thought the ref was horrific today. Like every, he wasn't blowing the whistle for any fouls on us, but everything for them. And I don't think the penalty again was a penalty. And I've seen people say that it wasn't. But overall, I think it was good. It was a re- it was a real shame, and we got very unlucky that we didn't win because I I think we should have won. But again, individuals just costing us. But there's a time where we have to be like, okay, all these draws are good, and a, a good performance is fine. But we need to actually start turning them into wins because I'm not trying to be like I don't want to be like oh we're gonna we're falling behind but we're falling a bit behind and I don't want to be caught down near the bottom because that's what it's looking like right now and that's one of the games where I really think we should have done better and without those individual mistakes we would be would have probably been maybe like three one so it's a, it's a real shame but I enjoyed it it was good atmosphere was good. Coventry are, are on their uppers. I think this is the first season since they've been at the Rico that they've sold 20,000 season tickets, and it certainly seemed a lot more full because often that has been a bit of a white elephant of a stadium to be rattling around in, I, I felt, and it, it looked like it was a, a better atmosphere and that they were able to get more behind them because, of course, they had a heck of a season last season. So we will take what we can. We will take what we can. In terms of you're there, you've seen Ryovic today. It, obviously, he's got two goals. We've never taken that away. What do you think of the rest of everything else that he did? Or at the end of the day, he's in and around the place and that's what he's there to do. What were your thoughts on him? I see, we don't know what's been we don't know what's been asked of him. We don't know if he's been told to literally just be a target man because he didn't really move around a lot. He didn't run. He went and when he did, he was quite slow. I'm, I'm happy he got those goals because it is a case of someone just being in the right place at the right time and it worked because he managed to get the goals. I think he needs, as a striker, I think he needs to be more hungry. I think he needs to be a bit more aggressive, calling for the ball. I saw him calling a bit, but being just being a slightly more aggressive and conducting the box a bit more. But I was happy that he got the goals and they were good goals, good finishes. So I, I hope that those can build for him and, he can also challenge Bayo because I thought when Bayo came on, he was quite hungry. And the third goal came from the pressure from Bayo getting in and around. And I yeah. thought it worked better when it worked well when he came on and had them both up front together. So I was, yeah, I was really pleased that he got two goals and I thought he might even get a hat trick. And I was like, if he actually gets a hat trick right now and he's done nothing all game, that's crazy. But yeah, I was happy that he got the goals, but I think he's got more to build on. Lovely stuff. Can I just ask a question about captaincy? Who do you think would make a better captain than Backman? I'm not saying Backman is the right answer because I'm not convinced that he is, but who would make a better captain than Backman in the current sort of starters that we've got? I'd be saying Porteous, but after that performance today, that was shocking. That is easily his worst game in a Watford shirt. Um, Just constantly, like, he actually was, I think he was just a bit, like, not in the zone today because he was doing unspeakable things and just going. <laughs> oh, have we lost Katie? 
Yeah, I think we've lost Katie there. We've lost Katie just at the moment when she revealed that Ryan Porteous has been doing unspeakable things. I don't think think we need to know any more about that. I think we can just leave leave that hanging without any fear of misinterpretation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Katie, wonderful as always. Uh, Excellent stuff. Do do have a safe journey home like everybody. We've got Mr John Parslow, sir, who I believe has been sent to Coventry by his wife, this time physically as well as metaphorically. How are you doing? Hello, Peter. Hello, Justin. Hello, everybody who's listening. Hello, How John. Hello. I hear you giving away the tickets that, that I won. Yes, right? you, you are responsible. <laughs> Trenton Monkey Forest came back to us and said, if you predict it correctly, we will give you the thing. We haven't told them that we have seven, seven different predictions. We could really <laughs> we could really make a crust here, people. We could, we could be sending yeah. people on tourist attractions of strange and dubious quality all over the UK, I'm hoping. Yeah, I, I think it was interesting you mentioned Dawn Towers because I think these games... Gonna have to start putting up signs like they do on theme park rides for uh, not for people with heart conditions or <laughs> or nervous disposition or anything like. That. But to those who were, I, I listened all the way back to the car and I'm driving now, so apologies for road noise. But I'm, yeah, I li- some people were saying like they felt sorry for the fans who went. I don't feel sorry. I I really enjoyed that. <laughs> it was archaic fun, but interestingly, I had a chat with Mr. Jason Rose. I think he's on. In a minute, at half time, because spotting the half time. He is on. And we, and we were just chatting because I, I was really worried about the first half performance. Um, and we were just chatting, and, and I'm just giving my sense on the transfer window. So I think I was a little bit disappointed, but not overly concerned. I would have liked, I would have liked us to have brought in. Uh, I, was, I said this, to Jason, a little bit of magician or somebody to unlock something and an essential another seat. CDM, maybe so serial to mm-hmm. go back when he needs to. But I thought, okay, if we haven't got the right people, then don't worry. And we were saying, I was saying, like, Martin's at half time, he's got that, but he's struggling to get around the outside of their defender because he's quite pacey. And then he goes and scores. I thought the second half performance overall, I'll, I'll talk about the goals against overall, Ishmael clearly changed something just at half time, and we just seemed to step up a little bit more. And I thought we were in control of the game. And the, the goal, Forget the third goal in a minute, but the, the second goal was just so annoying. I, obviously, it was a it was complete fuck up. As somebody who's played a lot of Saturday and Sunday football, we've all done one of those. Uh, but we were cruising at that point. I, I thought we got control of the game. Katie said exactly what I, I was going to say about as, about the crowd to the commentary boys who's still on. Your fans were magnificent today. It was loud. It was hard. Wolf fans were good as well. But they are noisy, and that was a, that's quite a cauldron to go to now. They're, they're buzzing after last year, and they're still building. So the fact that we were struggling, gained control, and, and basically we just fucked it up. Yeah, you can look at all the negatives, but last week we were going at seven halves without a goal. So he's clearly tried to get goals out of the team. He's brought the change, bringing on Bio in alongside Rejovic, I thought was... Interesting, because I just I expected him to go off at half time. If I was honest, Rebic, I thought he was spent, but he obviously needs that, that in his legs. That that was brave, and it nearly worked. Yeah, we you know, we got individual errors, but we've gone from. I, I'm not so worried about the fence because I think we were there before. I think it's just it's those fine margins between can we do something extra to get those extra goals? Yes, we have. Oh shit, we've we've compromised something at the other end. If that makes sense. 
a little bit. That's positive, and we can clearly play with two. And to answer your question that you're asking everybody else, apart from his goal, did you see anything else? I didn't see a lot until Bio was on. When Bio was on with him, I saw him almost grow in stature because he was then attacking the ball, knowing he was almost had somebody who was getting close to him to lay it off. There was a couple of interplays between the two of them. And Off third goal for a start, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And funny enough, just at that point, when they brought on the Japanese wing players, I was going, press, bio, press, press. And you could see bio was pressing hard. Yeah, and I could see something was going to come from that if he could get in there. So it was really good. So if you look at the longer term, if you look at the fact we've got an international break, two weeks now, settle it down, some options of the bench. Yeah, maybe Ishmael made too many changes at the end, but we, he chased the game too again. Do you know what I mean? He didn't set off the draw, wanted the win. We didn't get it, but honestly, it, it was fun. I, I, I was happy with my day out. I nearly cancelled it after your after the opposition podcast when the opposition said it's going to be clearly a nil. So I was like, oh, what's the point then? But Nobody should ever listen to anything that's said on that <laughs> as, as as in any way, shape or kind of shape or form it has any meaning. And I say that to somebody who has gone up a ladder to a backgammon set. You know the level of stupidity <laughs> that that thing demands and indeed is getting now. So there we go. There we go. OK, all right, mate. Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh. Yeah, so yeah. So some positives, I think. Obviously disappointed, but yeah, but... Long game, let's see. Let's see. I, I think, and we started what we loosely call a show, saying at the start, doesn't matter if your glass half full or half empty tonight, you're both right. Because as we asked the guys from Sky Blue Hub, where are we in comparison on attacking terms and defensive terms? And they said, worst defensive team, you're top of the league. Best attacking team, you're top of the league. So we know we've got something to work at and something to build on. And that's at least better than I think a lot of people would have taken yesterday. And whilst it's a, an absolute sucker punch in the gut to get to give away the lead three times, as Rich kind of intimated when he came on, and Charlie mentioned, yeah, it was schoolboy defending. We can get that back right, I think. I think the problem has been for those three and a half games is not creating enough real goal chances three goals helps us with that more for anything because of the Ryovic goals because they were from not very far out at all it wasn't for once us trying to score a worldie I know Mateus Martins did but the reason why they did was because they were worried about Ryovic and they kind of dropped five yards gave him the space whereas when we were playing against Blackburn it was all they're going to do we're going to keep them to long range efforts and we'll take our chances if they put in a worldie then we'll put our hand up here they dropped, so we got the worldie. We also got the short-term effort, so there's something to build on. John, have a very safe, and everybody, safe journey back. Let's go across to Jack in the US. Sorry, Jack, you've been waiting a while there, mate. And then we're going to be, obviously, going over to other people as well. But Jack, sir, what do you think of, of today's madness? It can never be easy. Last week, I said, was the most Watfordy performance I've ever seen, and... I could, I could say the same about this one. In fairness, that was seven days ago. If, if it's yeah. not the most Watfordy performance for seven days, that's, that's very Watford. That's fine. Exactly. The, the main thing that I took away from today is that we are, there's been some talk of Val being tactically stubborn or rigid in the past, and I think that is definitely changing. I saw some attempts to adjust at halftime, bringing on bio later in the game. I thought was a good idea. I think even though we clearly had the attacking intent today and we had that intensity to go and press, the downside of that is that we seem to cause ourselves to panic. We would pressure them 
and be successful in intercepting a pass, but then think, oh, crap, I have to immediately make a pass of my own to whoever is over there. And our offensive chances, especially in the first half, would just fizzle out pretty quickly. So I wouldn't mind if if Fal is going to continue experimenting. I wouldn't mind something like an attacking 4-4-2 with Bio and Rajevic up front. I think that might give us the chance to have defensive cover when we do turn the ball over. Obviously, not every opponent is going to go forward as quickly as Coventry did today, but we'll see what what he decides to come up with. Okay, so uh, if you're going, if you're going, let's explore a little bit of this four four two, and anybody subsequently, let us know if you're going to change. If you're going to decide that the team are going to change the shape, let us know what your team's going to be. So you're suddenly going to go two in midfield, which is which is problematic because most teams now play one up front because they're dropping a third man into the central midfield because obviously if you can dominate possession of the ball then if you're doing things halfway right Watford um, then you should be dominating the possession of the ball and the game therefore who would you be putting in the two bearing in mind I think the last time we went with that it was probably Kapu and Dekure who made up for that for those for the other man who wasn't in there Who, who would you out of our current squad put in central midfield what I'm picturing anyway is a sort of a diamond situation. Ooh, so it, pro- it probably ends up probably Delhi Bashiro would be the odd man out. I would imagine it would be Luza up front and Sierralta in the back. But having Sema and I was thinking of Spria, but it would probably end up being Ince just a little bit further back so that they you could have the chance to get them wide, but not having such a scramble when you turn the ball over. I, th- I think especially that third goal was just a lack of defensive cover, trying to scramble back. You are providing a beautiful segue into something here there, Jack, because last week we interviewed Derek Payne from the mid-90s, and we do a lot of talking about the diamond midfield that he played in, exactly the way that, that you just described. Look out for that, because that will also be coming out in the international break, as well as an opportunity to win tickets to go to a strange tourist attraction about 170 miles away. That's the kind of thing we do. Okay, yeah. No, that's, that's reasonable. That's true, Jack. You are going to struggle, I grant you. It may, who knows, the business case to to get flights to go to that may not stack I, up I, as, as I the family not, see it. I will not hog chances for the tickets to the monkey forest. Uh, I can promise you that. That's fair uh, enough. That's fair enough. Okay, so a change of shape. That'll be good. Are we gonna are you gonna be putting together a blog for us to to release to the good people? My my apologies for not getting one last week. The Sorry. moment I get off this call, I'm going to do one. I will say, unfortunately, it's a double-edged sword. I have accepted a sports writer position for my school newspaper. This it just means that my ability to watch Watford games might be limited in the future. Despite the despite attending James Madison University, I will not be turning to into a Tottenham fan. I will stick with Watford, as painful as that might be sometimes. It will, I, I, I take issue with the word sometimes. Always, that's our legacy. Yeah. You can look out for that. Thank you, Jack. Lovely stuff as always. Talking about switching to a diamond, would we go for a different shape? We now know the squad we've got. Is there a better way that we might, if we were Valerian Ishmael, that we might change it? Who knows? If you've got an idea about it, give us a shout. No problem doing that. That's all good. That's all good. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around you got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.